get to move from you, amen, it's not going anywhere. But baby, it can't stop you from going somewhere. When trouble came to Joseph's door, he didn't stay in the room and say, move trouble. Joseph said, I'm about to get up out of here. Some of y'all need to talk to yourself. Get running in your feet and begin to say, I got to go. I can't stay in this sorrowful state. I can't stay in this place of pity. I can't stay in this place of hunger. Move. Some people you got to move from. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nation of faith, church of the living God. 1279 Pickett Road, Leesville, Louisiana. Where God is first and people are always. This is the 70,000 watt voice of the community. K-A-Y-T. Gina Alexandria. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. How many of you know we need a greater power? See, the enemy will try to meet you at the gate to stop your progress because he don't know everything, but he does know something. He knows that if you get through those gates... He won't have any power over you. Those chains that he had on you, those chains that he had you tied around your resources, tied around your hands, he knows that if you get through this gate, my God, God is going to unleash uncommon provision. You're going to step into your destiny. You're going to dance. You're going to rejoice. You're going to break free. So he's going to try to stop your progress. So we go back to the children of Israel. He stopped their progress. And he planted thoughts in their mind. He planted seeds of doubt in their mind. He began, amen, to just, you know, the enemy will use. See, here's what happens. A lot of times it's not the devil doing things. It's people assisting the devil. See, some of you, you inadvertently signed up as the devil's personal assistant. Because you are helping him to keep you in bondage. How do we help the devil keep us in bondage? By the thoughts we think. By the words we speak. By the things we do. We help the devil. We help the devil. Sometimes the devil won't have to do anything. He just, you know, just gives you a lie. And you just, you just think thoughts and say things, amen, to keep yourself in bondage. That's what happened to the children of Israel. Instead of them moving forward, they stopped at the gate of development. They stopped at the gate of pruning. What was supposed to be seasonal ended up being a lifetime. Their own rebellion hindered them from moving forward. How many of you know the Bible teaches that rebellion is that's the sin of witchcraft? 
Now, a lot of times when people teach witchcraft, they don't teach it right. They teach about gold, uh, gold dust and, 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 and pins and needles. You will not see that in the Bible. Come on, somebody. If you see witchcraft, you see a prophet by the name of Balak or Balaam speaking, trying to curse. Oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Trying to curse what God has blessed. See, some people operating witchcraft, they don't even know it. Sometimes we come to church, we don't even know we're sitting next to a witch. Don't look at nobody right now. People speaking curses, speaking stuff. And they speak curses over their life, and they try to bring their curses to church. They try to speak it over other people's lives. But let me tell you, you cannot curse what God has blessed. You can curse your life all you want. You, if that's what you want, amen. But you cannot curse what God has blessed. And notice, children of Israel, they cursed themselves. They were operating under a spirit of control. Rebellion kept them wandering. Kept them going around the same mountain. When they should have been enjoying the good of the land. The best of the land. So they stopped at that gate of Kedesh Barnea. They've stayed in the wilderness for 40 years. What God designed as an entry point into the promised land, the enemy withstood them and kept them in bondage, kept them in a place of confinement, kept them in a place of mediocrity, kept them in a place of lack, in a place where they were always doubting God. They had the presence of God, people. Look at me for a moment. They had the presence of God, people. They had fire by night. They had a cloud by day. They literally saw the heavens, literally, not spiritually, they literally saw the heavens open and bread was coming out of the clouds. And they still did not believe God could bring them through the wilderness. I want to ask you something. What more do you need for God to show you how awesome he is? What more do you need for God to show you that he is your source? Despite the fact they had the presence of God. See, a lot of times we say, you know, if we just had the presence of God, that would be right. That would be all right. And that's not true. Children of Israel, they had that. But they did not have a mind to go forward. They did not have a will to go forward. As long as your mind is still stuck in the past, it don't matter how big God is. It don't matter if his presence is here. The Bible even speaks of Jesus, that he was present to heal them, but he could not heal them because of their unbelief. The presence of God can be so strong in a place that it not even affect a person's life because their mind is still in confinement with their past. But there is a breaker anointing tonight that before the breaker is released in your body, before the breaker is released in your finances, before the breaker is released in your relationships, the breaker wants to target your mind and get your mind free from every torment, from every harassment, from everything that's trying to pull you back. So that you can get through the gate. Touch somebody and say, I'm getting through the gates. 
he says, he says, I will go before you. I have not designed this gate to confine you. This gate is designed to advance you. Oh, somebody better get ready. What you call confinement, God says, this is an opportunity for me to show myself strong on your behalf. Well, pastor, you don't understand. This is a hard situation I am. I'm in. This is a hard place I'm in. I, I, nobody is in this situation like I'm in. This is an opportunity for God to show his power and his glory in your life. I don't care what they created the gate with. I don't care what type of iron or brass they use. God is going to burst forth through that gate, and he's going to show you how bad he is. Touch somebody and say, step aside, step aside. <laughs> Let me show you this scripture. Isaiah 10. Isaiah 10, verse 27. You're doing all right? Yes, and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Glory to God. The anointing. Notice the Amplified says, It shall be in that day that the burden of the Assyrian. See, it, it, it gives a specific enemy. Because the anointing is for a specific enemy. The anointing is not just for us, your assignment. There's different folds to the anointing. It's not just for you to fulfill an assignment. The anointing is for you, amen, to be equipped for battle. See, when you're anointed like David, see, David was one of the few in Scripture that never lost a battle. That's why he was the greatest king, never lost a battle. If, see, if you wanted somebody on your team, get David. Even Joshua, as bad as Joshua was, and as much of a fighter Joshua was, they lost at Ai. But David, when he went to fight, he, he see, you thought he was coming with a little harp, and he was just going to be this little emotional worshiper. Oh, I love you. No. See, David knew how to transition. David knew, okay, it's time, it's time to stop worshiping now. It's time to fight now. I'm, it's, time, it's time to tap into another. See, some of y'all don't know how to transition. Some people don't know how, amen, to, to, to just, how, what a, you know, how you make that thing transition. You got to flip that thing. You know, when we were little, we had some toys called Transformers. Where my Transformer boys at? You understand what I'm saying? And see, what was so good about the Transformer, it, you know, it may have started off as a, as a boat. But if you got tired of the boat and you wanted to fly, you can just transform that thing and turn it to a plane. See, the anointing is for you to learn how to transition because some of you, you got the intimacy part right. Oh, Lord, I love you. Oh, Lord, I appreciate you. Oh, Lord, I'm just, I'm just glad to be here. It's just, oh, you saved me. Oh, you saved me, Jesus. Oh, thank you. But there comes a time where you have to learn how to do like Peter and draw your sword and fight. I'm going to leave you alone. I'm The anointing is not just to fulfill an assignment. It's for you to be equipped for battle, for adversity. And notice it says here that although the Assyrians 
have come to, in, to, to keep you in bondage, the, the anointing, the burden shall be removed from off thy shoulder. And the yoke shall be destroyed, not because of your business cards. Come on, somebody. Not because of your reputation, but because of the anointing. So the anointing is the burden removing, yoke destroying. Come on. Chain breaking. Cancer healing. Mind renewing. Devil stumping. Bible toting. Power of God to free you. And watch this. I want you to see this in the Amplified. It says, the yoke shall be destroyed because of fatness. Fatness. Now, the anointing and fatness are symbolic. And, you know, I've been, I've been preaching this for 15 years about fatness and the anointing. And uh, every, every illustration I, I come up with, I can't help but to think about the grease pig. The pig catching contest that my brother and I was in when we were boys. At a couchon delay. Now we're in Lafayette, Louisiana. Some of y'all don't know what a couchon delay is. Every year in Mansura, we participated in the couchon delay. And uh, we were part of the pig catching contest. The grease pig. And whoever caught the pig won the prize. The only problem was the pig was too greasy for anybody to catch it. Because anytime somebody attempted to, to catch the pig, I mean, I, even my brother and I, we both got our hands on the pig. But the pig was so greasy that it slipped right through us. My, my, my. See, I don't care what's holding you. I don't care what has its hands on you. Get the anointing on your life. Become so greasy with the anointing, it might hold you, but it won't be able to keep you. Every time the devil tries to place his ugly hands on you, he might touch you. He might try to hold you, but he won't be able to keep you. I'm too fat.